Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If you choose and choose and choose and choose, hey, do it, do it, do it, do. How y'all doing? <laughs> Vibrant sigh. Gotta go wild vibrant side i love this song honey it's a great way to start this hour thank you so much to dan cook who is our in-studio producer tonight and to jimmy erickson who is the producer of the show let me tell you it's really an honor to have this next guest i have heard about her from my brother jd Steele. many of you know him and i didn't know who this woman was it's almost like she's been a phantom in my in my mind who is the who is the executive director and what is she all about of something called the PCYC and if you know what that is then you know why i'm talking about her tonight and jones is her name uh, she was the is the director executive director of the PCYC which is the Plymouth Christian Youth Center and she spent 47 years of her life uh, really working with this group, and she is joining us tonight. Welcome, Anne. How are you? Hello, Geraldine. I'm just fine. It's it's great to be with you. And just a quick correction, the last name is Long, not oh, Jones. that's so. right. My brother corrected <laughs> me on that, but I forgot to correct it in my notes. I apologize. Thank you so no much. No problem. No All right, problem. Anne Long, that is it. All right, executive director of Plymouth Christian Youth Center is a big job, but some people don't know exactly what that means. Tell us about PCYC. Well, we've been around in the north side um, since 1954. Um, our primary mission has been all along to serve young people and their families and to help them get, the, um, get what they need, get access to education, to social learning, uh, to community, to safety, to all those things that we believe are important for young people to have to grow up right. And uh, that's taken the, um, the, the, the kind of been many different programs over the years that we've done to do that. And, and right now, um, as you know from, from JD, we're uh, in addition to having education programs and after school, we have this marvelous program uh, that's part of our whole uh, repertoire of the Capri Theater. And, uh, it's um it's it's gone from um a very small organization to one that's still kind of small but uh has a large reach and I know we figure we've served well over a hundred thousand young people over the years and it's still a privilege to to be active in doing it in North Minneapolis. 
the Capri Theater is really growing, not just active, but they did this massive renovation, and everyone is talking about it, how beautiful it is, and that sort of thing. You talked about retiring last year uh, because you were waiting to see who <laughs> would be the replacement, right? Um, and well, so I want to yeah. know what you started out as what for the PYC, uh, I'm sorry, PCYC, and, and then you became the executive director. So how many years were you not the executive director? <laughs> Uh, my husband and I came to Minneapolis, and both of us were employed at PCYC in 1973. So that's a long time ago. Um, and he was running the Alternative School, which is a very small street academy at that time. And I got to work with kids in the park and after-school programs and uh, friendship groups and things like that. And I didn't become executive director until 1999. How so, about that? Right. Did you enjoy that? Do you miss it? Um, Well, I'm still kind of finishing up with the transition, so I still have my hand in just a little bit. But um, officially, my last day will be September 30th. And uh, though I'm happy to work as a volunteer, I'm sure I'll miss it. Um, Missing time just when you walk to work every day and you get to be with high schoolers and little kids and things like that, it's just it's a beautiful way to live life, and certainly I'll miss that and have to figure out other ways to, to keep engaged in the community and in touch with young people. What did the community look like when you first started, as far well, as uh, diversity was, sure. or non-diversity? Um, the diversity was not, not quite as much diversity. I mean, we've just seen the numbers coming out of the, of the census, and we know that we've been privileged here in North Minneapolis to have many people from different backgrounds join us, uh, much more so than in 1973. But um, the, there was more commerce. There was more activity along the avenue. Uh, you didn't have to go outside of the neighborhood quite so much to get the things that you needed. There were, there were more restaurants that weren't uh, fast food restaurants. And um, actually, the Capri Theater itself was given to us in, uh, in the mid-1980s. And uh, early on in North Minneapolis's history, there were 13 different community theaters like that, and the Capri is the only one remaining. So you just had a lot more choices of things to do and places to go and places to spend your money and uh, and gather together. Um, many years ago, I, I think we're turning the I think we're turning the the, t- the tables a little bit, and um, our things are changing for the good. Though we still have all this violence to deal with, but um, you know, we, we're, a lot of us are working together on it and I'm hopeful that we'll go back to having more people around and people will feel safer and, and we'll have restaurants again and, uh, all those good things that, that we believe make a, a community livable. You know, when it talks about, when you talk about making a community livable, uh, you know, as a, uh, a white woman who did such significant work in North Minneapolis, I can only imagine what you have um, observed about the ebb and flow of what is happening over North Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, was there yeah. ever a chance where you thought, hey, we are really turning the tables, we are really turning the corner, things are getting better and better. Did you get there early on, like by 1999, or did you? are you still questioning that? When are we going to get to turn that corner completely? Well, we... I'm I'm questioning it less now, actually, than I did um, probably 10 years ago. I think there was a time when we actually started renovating um, the our, our building that we owned and then 
looked at how could we find more spaces um, to expand into, because that's what the community was telling us that they wanted. And there were actually people then, Geraldine, who were saying to us, um, you've got to do this. You all have the resources. You've got the energy to do it. Um, you've been successful so far. Your programs are good, but you need to do more. You need to do one of the neighbors there, when we were talking with her about what she was hoping we would do in the next 10 years, she said, you've got to do something about your facilities. You've got you gotta, you gotta, you gotta to lead the neighborhood. You've got to show us what's possible. And she, she said, you've got, you know, I know you try to keep things clean and all that, but um, we need some buildings around here that we can be proud of. And, and then sort of about that time, which was around 2000, um, just before 9-11, actually, is when we started taking that pretty seriously and, uh, and trying to find resources to make space better for our young people and to have more space for more programming. And after that, other buildings started uh, coming into, um, into, into presence on, on West Broadway. New things were starting to be built, and, um, and we've just seen since then um, quite a huge amount. You just think about the housing that's been built and, and that's going to be built, that's going up right now. So um, despite the violence and despite the sort of the civil unrest that we're seeing, um, I think we're going to get through this, and I think we I think we are turning the corner, as you say. When you talk about um, turning the corner and you look around at those that are coming into the Capri Theater, those that are becoming a part of the PCYC, um, yep. Do you, yep. are you encouraged by the changes that have uh, been implemented, um, the Capri Theater and its renovation? Are you encouraged? You know that you're walking away where things are doing well. Yes, I, I certainly am, and that's really why my retirement was was kept being put off because we we had an economic downturn a number of years ago that that caused us to put the Capri renovation on hold for a little while uh and 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 we did though we did a little minor renovation and tested the programs out and people were so enthusiastic about having a place to come in the neighborhood uh, or even a place that they weren't from the neighborhood uh where they could have parking that was easy and uh, and they began to feel safe, and they loved the music, and they loved the connection to our alternative school and our young people. Uh, and people began to be excited for, let's do some more. Let's let's make this bigger. Let's have more space that we can use. And um, and that that's really gotten everyone very excited about it. But it's it's come from community and what community wants to have in the Capri, and they want to have a variety of things and. They don't want it to represent just one ethnic group. They want it to, and to not just represent one age group. But I think that's what we're, we're seeing that we're going to be able to really offer. And it's in particular a place where people can come together. I think we saw that at the retirement party this week. Um, people just come into the Capri now and they just feel so good about being there. And it's beautiful space. And I, I believe that woman, that, that mom that I talked to many years ago who said, we had to do something about the facilities so that the people could neighbors could be proud of their neighborhood. I think the neighbors are are really getting proud of of our little area and what we call the Capri block and what's going on there and uh, it's just going to get better. You know, I've often wondered who is responsible to tell us when we're done. Did you decide when you decide did you decide when you thought this is time to go? 
Were you the one that made that decision? No one had to come to you and say, are you considering that? Maybe you should consider that. <laughs> well, just because of my age, people sort of start asking you that, you know, when you're um, uh, when you're 60 years old about when are you going to retire, thinking about right. Social Security age. So I had that sort of thing. But basically, the board and I worked together and we believed that we needed to get uh, we needed to get the Capri project finished. We needed to get further along with the fundraising. We needed to get the construction going. And we needed to do those sorts of things. And then, of course, we got interrupted by the pandemic. So right, of course. Had, had, to put, had to put things off. But I kept talking with the, with the board of directors and the executive committee and talking about when it's going to be the best time for me to retire. And fortunately, right. we were able to, to, to do that, that I was willing to, uh, to stay until we got it done. And, and they, were, they were very happy about it, too. So, you know, once we knew that we were going to be able to finish the construction, um, last winter and uh, look toward an, uh, a full grand opening this fall, it seemed like that we were there. And so we moved pretty quickly. The board had been starting to, to search already, at, you know, sort of anticipating that. So we we're pretty well prepared to, to get things moving and have been delighted to hire uh, the new executive director who started, uh, who's already started back in the spring, Chris Campbell. And um, so it's time uh, for me to move on and figure out other things to do. And that's a man, Chris, uh, the one yes. that you named Chris, that's a man? Christopher Campbell. Oh, my goodness. Christopher is stepping in the shoes of a woman who has led for 47 years. That is <laughs> yeah. remarkable. I get excited. I'm such a feminist. I get excited about that. Final question for you, Anne, and I really yes. appreciate you joining us tonight. You serve 47 years or more, and I have to tell you, the big question for me is, was there anything you wanted to accomplish but did not? Um, there, there certainly were things that, for instance, um, we've, we had a, a very successful program, um, that worked with teen moms and, um, it, it, it just, it just worked really well with them, helping them, um, to understand how to, how to be a good teen mom. I think that's the basis of, of a lot of the, of the problems that we sometimes have is, is our young people don't quite know uh, how to move into the roles as they when they're still teenagers, but they have this thrust upon them for many different reasons, and and it was um, it, it was very 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 promising, uh, but it sort of fell off the radar of the funding sources, and I've always wanted to get that back on our radar because I think that's that's an important part of the mission that we can. Uh, can bring to the community. So, you know, that's not a that's not a huge thing. It's not a great goal, but it's just one of those little things that you just sort of see an area that you think your organization is skilled to do, and we've just not been able to put that one back together. Though we keep we keep thinking about it, but um, and I and I think we've seen progress with our alternative schools and the relationship with Minneapolis public schools there, where um, we we are part of the offering of Minneapolis public schools along with. Uh, other contract alternative programs here in Minneapolis, and that's going well. And that that's that one one is is not that I'm unhappy about. I'm very happy with how um, we're we're seeing that the what we can offer is a different kind of an education is really helpful to a lot of our North Minneapolis young people who uh, for whom the public school has just not worked for them and um, expands the choice for the district to have. 
I am so honored to talk to you. When people decide to retire, there's so much in making that decision, whether it's the loved ones around you that say, hey, it's time, or whether you say it's time. But the bottom line is that you have left a mark. There are many children that are now adults and parents and and, and are going to look back and go, I remember her. She did this, or I saw this, and I witnessed this. It's quite remarkable. So thank you so much for joining us and telling us your story. And when it's time for me to retire, somebody better tell me, because I think Geraldine's <laughs> going to keep going. <laughs> That's great, Geraldine. I think one, one last thing that I have to say is, though we're talking about me and my retiring, all that's happened that we're talking about that everybody's so excited about, it's stuff that we have all done together. It's not me. It's been it's been the community, it's been the other staff, it's been my husband Jim and, and our family. It's um you know, that's what makes it work. You know that. You know you know how that works in your family and it just as right. works in our community and and there's so many people that believed in the mission of the organization and have been a part of it and uh I'm just most grateful to have been a part of their visions and helping to carry out what this community believes is good for all of us. Well, when you are working with communities, no way can you say that it's just you. And so I appreciate you really acknowledging all of those that helped uh, because it takes a village. It really does. And yes. Long, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Gerald. And I hope I see you at the Capri. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to come and see the renovation and to see the artists on the stage. You know, I haven't been there in years. I went to see Patty Peterson um, during the Legends series that Dennis Spears does, and that was the only show I had a chance to see. So, yes, I hope to see you down there. Great. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a moment. Nothing but clouds in the sky. Oh, like a cold night. Today's a new day. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. And as I sit and think about retirement, some people think, oh, you've gotten so old. Let me tell you something. First of all, retirement is defined as um, the action or fact of leaving one's job and ceasing to work. I disagree with that. So many people keep doing great things after retirement or during retirement. And the bottom line is that there are young people that may have an app that they created or a business that has been so successful that they retired at 36 years old. So as we look at retirement, so many of us think, oh, you have to be what is defined as old. And it doesn't have to mean that. What it does mean to me, though, is that as you get towards the age of retirement that you are looking for, you are hoping for, and you define it for yourself, please make sure that you put joy in that. Make sure that you are going to continue to do something that brings joy to the community, that brings joy to your family, that brings joy to your friends. And I say this because we, when we walk away and we think to ourselves, okay, we're going to go travel a little bit and then we're going to be just fine and we're done. No, there's so much more after, quote unquote, retirement. Look into that. Think about that and know that you don't have to just sit down. You can keep moving up and forward even after you do not have that same job. All right, we're going to come back and do some weather in just a moment. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Steel Talking. I love this song. I love this song. The words fall out. Honestly. Ah. You don't want to hear me scream those notes out, do you? <laughs> Welcome again. It's so so much of a pleasure for me every Sunday night to to be on with you. And I am excited about So What Do You Do? This is a Tonight we are um, offering someone very interesting. You might have heard of Christopher Straub, um, one of the new vendors you will see this year at the State Fair Grandstand. And, of course, he is the wonderful Twin Cities designer who turned shot on a project runway into a business that features not only apparel but handbags and other accessories all of which reflect an aesthetic based on nature in form and texture now he will be at his booth on most days till 6 p.m so stop on by he joins us now to talk about the process of getting a booth at the fair and what people will see at the strawberry park hey now how are you christopher uh, this is my pleasure. I'm doing so well. Great to talk to you tonight. Didn't I talk to you once before, right after you won? Oh, um, uh, you'll have to excuse me. There was there was a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody of, of was contacting you. <laughs> it, it, I, I look back at my Facebook memories and I go, I don't remember a thing about that. <laughs> Whatever, it's okay. Whatever. It doesn't offend me at all. Not at all. Oh, so tell me, how are you doing, Christopher? Ago. 13, 13 years, years ago. ago. I was on Project Runway. Man, and, I, I was mean, following that, that show. I was following that show to the bitter end, and you did so well. It's just remarkable. And here you are, still doing exactly what you hope to do, right? I mean, it, it, this is one of those, <clears throat> this specifically is one of these dreams come true because my father, who's no longer with us, was a state fair junkie. Like he went every single day, ate every alligator on a stick and deep fried green (laughs) tomatoes, like every single thing that they offered. This would have been, of all of my accomplishments, this would have been probably his proudest moment to, to have his son and his name on on a booth at the Minnesota State Fair. 
in the grandstand. In, in the, the grandstand, grandstand yeah. dude, in the grandstand. This is huge. And by the way, some great shows are coming to the grandstand. So it's going to be packed, I believe. And, of course, you're going to get a whole lot of business coming through. So here's a, what, what I'm surprised about. This whole Strawberry Park, you know, for Christopher mm-hmm. Straub is so cool, really smart. And tell me how you the process of getting into the, the state fair to, to have your own space. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it is. You know how when you hear, like, in New York, like, someone has to die in order for you to get that apartment? It's sort of like the same thing at the Minnesota State Fair. Because if you have – if you've exhibited there before, you hold the golden ticket. It's up to you to say no the next year because otherwise they're going to keep offering it to you. And once you turn down the opportunity, they make it available to somebody else. So I applied for a booth, I want to say, three years ago. But then two years ago in 2019, I was like a guest at another booth. It was Stephen B., who was like a knitting – in the knitting community, they'll know Stephen B. Um, they had a booth in the, in the grandstand, and I, I, ha- I happened to sell my products at his store. So I just did a little pop-up at his booth. And then the, the, ne- the next year, which was 2020, the, the – uh, this, I guess it would be sales department, who, whoever's in charge of, of, mm-hmm. of all the vendors, they offered me a booth. So I don't know if it was based on my application a couple of years ago or based on that they saw that I was a draw at someone else's booth. You know? How about that? So, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you never know, but here it was. So then last year I got offered the opportunity, and of course it didn't happen, but I'm smart. I, sign, I signed on the dotted line. I signed that contract because that meant that they were they had to invite me back this year, and they did. And I am, and we're doing it, and I just started setting up. So, Well, it's just amazing. Congratulations. A lot of people are still Thank waiting you. to get into the state fair uh, every year. They've got you know oh, throngs of people absolutely. that try to get this, and here you are doing it. Now, you've had great success. A lot of people know that you're, you are inspired by uh, Elemental. Uh, that's kind of your signature, which is photorealistic prints and whimsical design. And I'm yeah. wondering, did you stick with that? Did you add a whole bunch of stuff to your designs or a different? Did you go different direction? Well, it's, it's interesting because it, before I was a fashion designer and before I was sort of known on Project Runway, I was an artist. I, I did my own art. I, um, I did work for some major companies. I, should, I, I don't know if I'm legally allowed to like mention <laughs> some big right. companies. And so like I did all this stuff behind the scenes, but it never had my name on it. You know, they buy the rights and whatever. And then once I got once I got known, now all of a sudden I could design anything under my own name. And it and so it didn't so on the show, of course, I've known for doing clothing and fashion, apparel, accessories, like all that fun stuff. And but I I've always been an illustrator and my mother was a fashion illustrator as well. Like she was a professional commercial illustrator. Uh she did fashion, she did all the like um, if, if you go back as far as I do, Red Owl, like she would be the one that would like illustrate the tomato that would be in the Red Owl ad or the carton of milk or whatever. So she was a commercial illustrator. So I followed that path and I, I published eight children's books with my own you illustrations did? as well. Wow. So, so which are they still on the market? market. Are, are those books, are those books still on the market? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that's what you know, that's what um, people love me for at the Minnesota State Fair because it's 
you know how fashion is very specific. Like you can right. sit back and go, that's cool. That's a winning design. That's a losing design. But would you wear it? No. You know, and, and, mm-hmm. and that's a very specific kind of niche market. But when I can apply my art towards more consumer-ready stuff, especially giftables and things that don't have a size, so all of a sudden, these children's books, these stuffed animals, my leather handbag line, uh, handba- handmade teddy bears, other little like pins and patches and stickers, things that no one has to worry about what the, the recipient's size is, is really a great benefit to have. So it's nice to be able to sort of open the door with the fashion stuff, but, but invite people in and go, oh, you have a baby shower coming up? Over here. Oh, uh, you need something special for traveling? Look at my bags over here. You need a gift for that certain special someone? Shop over here. So it's it's it, it, um, expanded into many other things, which you're not going to see at my booth is handmade, one-of-a-kind, runway-ready fashion. You're right. going to get you're going to get all the things that you can happily walk, walk away with stuffed in a little bag, you know. Although there will be some of your fans that will show up and say, okay, can you make me, you know, something really simple very quickly? Are you going to say no? Absolutely not, but give you, you know, hey, here's here's my website, and maybe we can we can talk through the website. But are you, are you just saying that I'm not going to deal with any clothing whatsoever at the State Fair? I will network all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will, I would, I would love it. Actually, let's do, like, a Project Runway challenge at the at the uh, at the Minnesota State Fair where I have to like make a dress in eight hours or something. I'm like telling that. That you, would be a riot. Oh, I would so would stand out there and watch that. Seriously, so honey. So good. You know, bring the elastic. I, I, That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, the- I've done that. I've I've uh, did some live sewing at the Mall of America. I was on display during when the Super Bowl was here, Super Bowl Fifty Two. And so I did some live sewing at some, you know, special event or whatever at Nickelodeon Universe. So that's I love doing that stuff. Like, obviously, that's my for a lot of people, that's my DNA. That's where I started. And yeah. so uh, it's, it's great to be able to, to still be doing that. But, so you know, when when we're thinking about the Minnesota State Fair, uh, maybe maybe couture ten thousand dollar dresses are probably not on the on the menu this time. maybe not but you never know you never know who's at the state fair that's for sure so i'm excited that you're going to be there what is the first thing um you're going to do when you get there after setting it all up you're ready to go people are pouring in are you has the anxiety started to building you or are you just ready well okay right this second i'm ready but two days ago, before I even saw what my booth looked like or what yeah. wall it was on or whatever, that's the part that freaks me out. Like, I don't have anxiety about, um, you know, like, I know you do a lot of public speaking and all that stuff. So I do events and stuff, too. The most uh, anxiety I have is where I'm going to park. Like, I, I freak <laughs> out about how I'm going to get in the building, where I'm going to park, what exits are closed. So I can't get on 62 up the, the west. 494 is closed like that's the part that freaks me out the the experience of all the people i love it i love it i adore it i live for it and and uh you know it's been you know we've been locked in our you know locked in our homes for 18 months or whatever it's been uh you know i know that people are very excited to get out there and to and to 
you know, support local businesses and especially the, the second floor at the grandstand is a lot of local Minnesota companies, um, boutiques, uh, Fairbolt Woolen Mills is up there. Adam oh, they Thurman, are wonderful. The yeah, yeah. Printmaker. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's so b- big names with uh, with a lot of history are up there. So it's the perfect spot for the Straub store. So what are your expectations of um, moving all of your, I can imagine how much you had to make, how much you had to kind of consider, okay, how much am I going to sell this year? This is the first time my name is on it. How do I decide how much to bring? So that, I mean, that, that's the real question for anybody who it's their first year. I look here, here, let's do this, Sherilyn. Let's have the same conversation in 12 months. Right. Because what my expectations are and reality are, are well, I don't even know what to expect. And so I've talked to other vendors and I said, can I expect to move through this much product and, and all this? So I just came off of doing the, the Twin Cities Pride Festival and it was yes. our best year, best year ever. Best year. People showed up. They they were they were out there to spend money and to celebrate and support local. And so I'm sort of basing it on those two days. And so. Though uh, I'm, you know, I'm sort of mapping it out, like what my what my expectations are, in contrast to those days at Pride, and so I sort of mapped out like 12 times this day could be this, and so I have to be flexible. If if things don't, if things aren't moving, then they get pushed to the back. Uh, the the right. things that are selling out, then then mm-hmm. we stock up and do a bigger presentation of that. So. It's all about being flexible and and learning from this experience, and that's all I can do, right? (laughs) Wow. Two weeks at the State Fair, man. God bless you. I know this is going to be so exciting for you, and I'm sure you're going to bring things people don't expect. Can you tell us one thing you might bring that will surprise people? Oh, so you're not telling Um, me. Okay. Uh, No, no, no. I'd be happy (laughs) to. So in addition to – so I I have all my my children's books, and my children's books have little plush stuffed animals that were – that were created, and also I have my factory-made um, leather handbag line, but I do have handmade teddy bears. So if you're looking for something that is handmade by Christopher Straub, I've got teddy bears for you, and they're made out of unique materials. Some yeah. are wool, some are metallic fabrics, some are neoprene, that's like scuba material. I even have some made out of leather and cork. Yes, cork, wood bonded to fabric that I've sewn. Wow. So it, this is going to be fun. So follow me on Instagram at Schmistopher. So that's S-C-H-M-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R. And you'll be able to sort of preview some of the, the, the classic things and kind of some of the, the oddball things that I will be showcasing this year at the fair. That's awesome. Final question for you. Out of your six yeah. books, I think you said you have, what, what one book would you, you have eight books. Oh my goodness. Eight Give books, me yeah. as an African-American woman with three grandchildren, right? Uh, and say my <laughs> oldest is eight years old. What book could You're I get customer. for her? Seriously? Okay. All right. So, okay. So I, I feel like I have two, two, two for you. One is my first book, which is called Albert, the Confused Manatee. So he's a manatee. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know what kind of animal he is because he's the oddball in the ocean. And so he goes right. to all the animals to help him figure it out. And through compare and contrast, he learns not only that they're different, but what commonalities they have. And then my third book, and this is the book that I wrote for my two sons. I adopted two boys, and I wrote oh. them the, the Unabominable Yodi. He's a lovable Yeti who teaches kindness to his older abominable siblings. So <laughs> I have a, I have a, a friendly 
kind monster yeti, and then I have a confused manatee, and a couple different things spattered in, smattered in there, too. So I'm going online to look those up right after the show is done tonight. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing what it is that you're still doing and how well it's going. Congratulations to you, Christopher. This is a big deal for you and for us. So everyone knows needs to know one more time, where are you located again in the, in the grandstand? Grandstand, second floor, booth uh, eight or 284. I'm just learning this. 284. You'll see me. Booth. All right. Can't miss you, right? <laughs> you, you take care, and God bless you for using your parents' name, and I'm sure your father is up above looking and saying, yeah, there you go, son. Keep going. Well done, sir. Oh, you are a delight. Thank you so much for the time. Take care. Oh, that is Christopher Straub, and again, his area is called Strawberry Park. Here's our booth. And that is happening at the grandstand. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's remarkable um, that the state fair is happening finally, and many people are so excited. You know, we are the largest in the country. Don't forget that. And so we usually have about 2 million people going through those state fair gates and, you know, crossing over that bridge. So many of us know it well over Como Avenue. And you start to feel like we're getting back to normal even more. And at the same time, we're hearing things and seeing things, and we don't know what will happen. Bottom line is, we all have to make that decision, don't we? And what should we consider? What should we consider when we're looking at going to uh, an event that could have a million people or a half a million people uh, within its gates? What should we consider? In my mind, um, being fully vaccinated, I would still wear masks. And I know many of you think, oh, I'm not wearing a mask. Uh-uh, no. No, we are free of that and we're not wearing it. But for me, uh, who lives with my mom, who has compromised lungs, yeah, I'm going to have to wear definitely a mask to protect others, especially my mom. So as you start getting ready for um, the state fair and you're starting to figure out how it's all going to work, don't be afraid, but definitely be aware. Be smart. Family first and foremost. The children don't have, the little ones don't have a vaccine that they can take. Do you say, hey, I'm going to put that on my children? What would you do? What would you say? What if you're a grandparent and the, the child that has your grandchildren says, no, I'm not wearing a mask, and believe me, that is not my case. But there are so many questions, so many challenges, so many concerns. 
But at the same time, when the decision was made for the State Fair to open and you start to look at the grandstand musicians and how exciting it is and, you know, how you can go in and pet the babies that are uh, the baby animals that are being born and go see the cheese head. And then you realize you're not going to be able, not cheese head, I'm sorry, butterhead. Um, you won't be able to go and see go in and see the babies, uh, animals that have been born, and you're not going to be able to see the cheese, ah, I keep saying cheese, the um, butter statue. Uh, well, the head, uh, it's just, you won't be able to go see it, maybe from the outside, but there are some challenges we are going to face at the State Fair. So stay smart, stay aware, make sure that you and your family, you and yours are protecting and are protected, and make sure that your children are protected as well. We'll be back in a moment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.